Hello, hello, listeners. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year. We are back with the first episode of the 2021 season. Tex, how are you? Ready for this new beginning? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Let's hope this year will be better and full of nice car adventure, etc. Yeah. I hope so, because the last year was not, uh, you know, it was a little, little bit uh, too much... Uh, Chaos. Pandemic. Stressful. World chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, but uh, this is a new year, so let's begin in a nice way and welcome everyone to the Chad Garage. You came back to Italy and you drove your car finally. How was your Miata? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Finally. Um, I don't had the opportunity to have a long trip. So, yeah, just uh, driving around and go to the shops and stuff like that. But it was super, super nice. Did you find uh, some nice parking spot to drift around? <laughs> no, unfortunately <laughs> not, because it, it didn't snow. But it rained, so yeah, a little bit, a, li a little bit. Um, but yeah, I hope that uh, probably in the next uh, weeks I, I, I am allowed to go to the mountain pass and then uh, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy finally in a proper way my yeah. spider. So yeah, I hope that uh, it could happen, <laughs> hopefully. You know, in my hometown, I was there for holidays and it uh, was snowing. And I have the nice ideas with the summer tire to try to take my Miata <laughs> to have a feeling, but uh, was not fun. Like really zero, zero grip. Like I was not able to go faster than 10, 15 kilometers per hour because there was like 10 centimeters of uh, snow. And I've done a donuts like at two kilometers per hour, like was super slow motion and was not fun. <laughs> cool. Super cool. Was <laughs> better than nothing, but uh, yeah, I preferred uh, to make a snowman <laughs> and left the car at home. Yeah, that's why I like so much snow because uh, it remembers us a lot of uh, childhood times. So yeah, super cool. Yeah. In, in my own but town, we are still I... childish. So <laughs> yeah, in some ways, yes. Um, yeah, I, but I hope, uh, as I said before, to go to the mountain in some, some days and took some days off from work and then uh, enjoy. Yeah. Well, 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 we have a juicy year up front to us. We will see what it will bring. And uh, so far, there are already some nice news. Yeah, in fact, uh, there was uh, not only panettone and wine during these holidays, mm -hmm. but also some very interesting breaking news. Breaking news. Okay, Tex, so let's begin with um, a very interesting car, but in my opinion, not from the design point of view or, for, or from the concept of the vehicle, but from the technology that is behind it. I'm talking... from the name. <laughs> yeah, the name is quite weird, but uh, this car is called C-Zinger 
21C and it's a sort of uh, very very tiny and narrow uh, Le Mans inspired uh, hypercar that produces uh, more than 1000 horsepower uh, mm. for be precise 1233 horsepower whoa yeah impressive like uh, yeah big numbers now are not that uncommon but uh, still is uh, impressive to see a final product like this is not just a tuned car is a brand new car so chapeau to them to make it happen <laughs> we know that it's not that easy yeah absolutely and also the the numbers and uh, the the specs are quite impressive because it has uh, a v8 that can run 11,000 rpm so it's quite uh, a wow. v8 a motorbike v8 uh, um 2.8 <laughs> liter yeah Oh, cool, super cool. Yeah, small, yeah. It's unusual for American cars because they prefer big, fat engine, <laughs> low rev. And this one feels more Italian almost. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is that uh, if you look at the car, in fact, uh, you cannot expect the thing that can produce so much impressive uh, numbers. But the thing that uh, astonished me is, is when you look the car without all the body it's probably better <coughs> no i don't like too much the aesthetic but i like the the technology behind as you were saying it's very compact everything and uh... yeah because it uses uh, um sort of uh, ae intelligence uh, uh, computational cad for trying to understand and design all the parts all the mechanical parts in the most efficient way so most of the components are unique, so they 3D printed um, a lot yeah. of uh, technical components. They use a lot of uh, carbon fiber, aluminum, mm -hmm. and uh, titanium. So it's super light, super compact, and uh, super fast, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and pro probably, probably super fast and super nimble in the corners. Mm, and yeah, when you look uh, the car without the body, you can see the is magnificent. You can see all mm. the these details. Uh, it's a sort of a human body without the skin. I like a lot of this thing. Yeah, because, you know, in the end of the day, we are used to simplify stuff because it's for us it's easier to build them. But if you have a 3D printer and AI that assists you in the process, you will end up with more organic uh, shapes. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> Less job for the modelers, uh, more job for who decide uh, the the input value, etc. And <laughs> the result is it's high tech, good. Yeah, super organic, uh, as you said before. <clears throat> but uh, one thing worry me a little bit: uh, if you have to replace something, <laughs> <laughs> ah, you will print it again, probably. <laughs> ah, well, okay, 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 but not to to replace the component. But if you have to, yeah. I don't know, um, the the thing that is underneath everything, probably you have yeah. to dismount <laughs> everything in the car. Yeah, that, that, that's that's can be an issue. Yeah, it could be an issue. But they thought about this. In fact they have a particular system that is called the AU system is a sort of automatic thing 
to how to build a car. All right. And uh, this uh, an artificial intelligence um, understands the needs in that particular vehicle. I don't know. Let's do an example. Mm, they replace a particular component. The AE, the AE uh, know about that and then remanage the way to assemble the car in another way. All right. So it's super cool. I like this, uh, uh, the matching between the, the human brain and the artificial intelligence. Uh, yeah, uh, I really like overall the, the concept and the technology, as I said. The only down is probably the design is nothing uh, outstanding. It looks quite simple without any good or bad, like just a, it's a hypercar, it's okay. But if you know what is behind, it's like, ah, okay, cool project. I hope they will <laughs> make more and probably with um, better design and research. But it's personal, the, the, the aesthetic. Yeah, I agree because uh, I can see the potential underneath this uh, kind of product. I see that uh, a lot of effort uh, was done to... Mm, to use a, a different way a well-known technology that is the 3D printing mm -hmm. um, but then about the design point of view they can do more so yeah I will keep my eye open for, for them so seems a pretty fast car this one how, how fast it is? Well, for now, it's only a predictive top speed. Uh, they said mm -hmm. uh, 268 miles an hour, that is converted uh, in kilometer per hour, is uh, 431. Not bad. Um, but I know another car company that did another test, another speed run, is the <laughs> Tuatara. Uh, our friend. Yeah. And, uh, well, they didn't hit... Uh, the super high 331 miles an hour and for heat issues uh, they reached only 251 miles an hour quite a quite a huge number as well but not the target that they, they yeah anyway not that bad but... yeah maybe the third time will be will be the right one probably but uh, <laughs> yeah let's look at the yeah. the upside uh, well it's quite difficult and quite hard to achieve a high speed like that. So I really don't imagine how it is to go so much fast in a, in a highway. So because Bugatti did it in a closed road um, designed for that. And then the American, no, <laughs> we have plenty of open roads. Let's yeah. use it. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. Bugatti should use the Autobahn in the end, you know. Who cares? There is no speed limit there. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they have a close yeah, test yeah. truck. It's wow. there. Why can't you use that? Oh. But, uh, because it's boring. <laughs> like a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, probably, yes. Okay, but maybe it's now time for moving on to another news. Yeah. This one is not a super good news because, uh, yeah, Ferrari is planning to build more than one SUV. No, I was reading the name of the SUV and I like the name because uh, it reminds me uh, my favorite watch. It's a IWC. Portuguese, but uh, it's another topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ferrari, so yes, uh, no, sad. <laughs> Chew SUV. Well, uh, Tex, let's say it uh, with low voice. Uh, it's a marketing move. 
Because they need money. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's sad. Uh, well, but, but if they want to beat uh, Mercedes in F1, they, they need a lot of money and uh, it's fine. I w- we will not buy it and uh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and another, another sad thing is that it's not a sort of a shooting brake uh, proportion mm. SUV with only two doors, but it has four doors. So... Even worse <laughs> from the from the design point of view. Yeah. I really don't want to be a designer that is in charge for design hmm. that particular car. Yeah, it is a quite a, a super huge challenge, and if they will bring the design in another way and try to achieve a super cool proportioned SUV. I will go to Maranello and clap my hands. Like Aston? Yeah. Yeah, like Aston. Because yeah, for instance, okay, from the from the marketing point of view, Lamborghini double their selling uh, with the Urus. Like they make the double of the car they were making before. So, it's great uh, for money side, but uh, I don't like the Urus. Like if uh, a Urus pass by, I will not turn my head like who cares? It's blah. but um, the new Aston SUV. This one, I really like it. It's uh, well-proportioned, also the design. And then you have the the Bentley and the Rolls. They are, like, sad and fat and blah. I, <laughs> uh. So we will see Ferrari well. It will be localized. And then we will have a McLaren, probably, SUV. <laughs> no, really? Also and McLaren then, one? No. No. no, I don't know, but uh, looking at uh, the are, trend... Ah, uh, you are just guessing. Okay, okay. Okay, but uh, yeah. uh, I hope that McLaren will yeah, will design a SUV far, far <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Please, McLaren, do that. <laughs> do that. But if you one. want to go off-road, you know, you know which new car will be amazing to go off-road? Hmm. Go on. In a cool way. The new singer. <gasps> oh! Oh, yeah. Limited, uh, two limited edition. Uh, only two. I think they are two one off. I was sure uh, that that it was a render, cool. but but then I I discovered <laughs> that they build it is yeah. oh it's lovely. It's, they are alive and they are moving and they are jumping around. Ah, uh, it's breathtaking. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm not afraid to say that, but uh, I'm a super lover of Porsche and especially in the 911. And this particular concept and, and this particular model reminds me the uh, special version of the 959. Yeah, the one for Safari. Yeah, the, oh. yeah. Super cool, super cool. I think it's inspired a bit from that one. But uh, yeah, overall it's just car porn, (laughs) 100%. Also the interior are like simple, uh, um, like a race car, but uh, designed well. You can't, don't like it. Yeah, it's a a mixture between the boldness of a Porsche and the thing that is... Super fun because uh, of the fat tires and uh, the roll cage, uh, and he's super happy car. I like, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and I can understand the people that say, oh, "Okay, come on," but it's an i11 with big tires, and that's it. What? what how it's special? Mm. 
but yeah, but, but it's cool. <laughs> it's a 911 with big tire. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> rally exactly. style, and uh, and also looks like a proper safari car. Like I can see the double suspension, super. So I think it's a proper car, not only cool. You know, you can see some Miatas with the fat tire, and they are like lovely, but they are eh, okay. <laughs> this one is high tech. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a perfect mix between high tech, old fashioned style, and all the things put together and works perfectly for my eyes. And yeah. I yeah, want to so buy one, but I can't. I can't afford a normal 911, so I I don't imagine how much it costs this particular car. But uh, quite a lot. I probably I guess. would be around the million. So Ferrari, okay. you should take you should take the all the Testarossa, put uh, some fat tires, and you are winning. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not. Not the, not the Testarossa in in the, <laughs> in the specific, <laughs> but uh, maybe another another right. Ferrari. Had, uh, maybe it's um, better a Grand Tourer. Yeah, it's bro- oh a Grand Tourer. Ah, you put uh, a little clue about uh, what is the main speech of this episode. Yeah. So let's end for now the uh, breaking news and enter. In the main speech, because we will talk about uh, the Grand Tour car. And uh, yeah, Tex, uh, you started, so go on. Yeah, Grand Tour, they come from the Italian Gran Turismo, and it's uh, this mm-hmm. particular lovely kind of car that I, it's my favorite, uh, no, no doubt. Like all the models I'm doing, like uh, in my portfolio, let me say, or just for fun at home. They are all Gran Turismo car. <laughs> so, yeah, I like this kind of car. Yeah, they are quite special, uh, especially for designers, because uh, they have the perfect proportions yep. where to play with lines and, yeah. uh, and the sculpture and the forms, uh, and uh, etc. To win. <laughs> but then, as you said before, Texas, the Gran Turismo cars uh, starting in in the 60s, uh, yeah. for, for instance, uh, uh, Ferrari, the 250, and all the declination of that uh, particular model, yeah. and also the Jaguar <laughs> E-Type, another super famous... Uh, that I think it's one of your favorite cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my one of the favorite. <laughs> and uh, the Mercedes uh, 300 SL the super famous uh, with the Galwing doors and uh, Alphas, uh, Aston Martins uh, and uh, probably also Corvette from US the the closest thing yeah because it was yeah it was not uh, in US they are they have more the muscle car but the Corvette was always a little bit more elegant than the rest it's not like a Charger or a Camaro it's not that stupid it's a little bit more um, suitable for a golf course. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, but... Uh, a little more general, classic, let's say. Yeah. Mixturing the luxury and the sports to have a perfect vehicle. And, uh, yeah, it's something that uh, came... Uh, all the European uh, beautiful, most beautiful car are in that category. So, I personally, I'm not, for example, a big fan of the Mercedes 300 SL. It's cool. I love the interior, but overall, ah, I, I as well probably prefer or a Jaguar or an Aston. Yeah, 
the old uh, like db5 or db4 especially maybe zagato one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but those are a little bit more sporty probably <laughs> because the zagato was made for racetrack not for cruising uh, in the mountain or in the hills and cruising around europe <laughs> or going to the casino probably. yeah yeah to monte carlo and show off and just chill out yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But what about the last decades? So we had plenty of uh, Gran Turismo super Yeah, cool because, cars. okay, we were talking about Alpha, that now Alpha, for example, is making a normal, boring car. Okay, they are trying to come back with the Giulia and uh, something more sportier, but uh, was fading away. Like, we were having only the Mito some years ago. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, then the the latest one is the Gojus 4C, and that's it. And then they uh, they ended the production. Yeah, but the 4C it's a sports car. It's more like a Lotus. When in 2005, I guess or four, I don't remember precisely, the Alfa Romeo 8C Competizione came out. That one was amazing, oh. and it was so nice to see finally <laughs> yeah. like a, a milestone of design from Alpha and uh, I was lucky enough to saw them sometime when I was younger. Now it's several years I'm not seeing one. I think everyone, they are keeping them very safe in their home, like hidden, <laughs> because uh, they are quite rare. Yeah, yeah, they have also their reasons. Also because Touring Superleggera in the last years used a lot of HC competizione for building <laughs> The, the disco volante in the both versions uh, yeah. the, the coupe version and the cabrio versions so they <laughs> yeah I can't say that they ruined an NHC because they yeah they build another masterpiece in yeah my but eyes. you know but then uh, there is one uh, one HC less yes yeah. yes yes because for example Zagato very usually they use uh, for example, a muscle car base for their one-off. So who cares? You have plenty of uh, Corvette or Mustang or whatever. Uh, they use the Viper for the... Mostro. For the Mostro. Uh, no, for the Mostro was based on uh, some Maserati stuff. But yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't destroy small production car. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we, no, we won't do that. But uh, yeah, we, we are just uh, figuring out uh, the thing. And yeah, so the HC is uh, for sure a masterpiece of uh, an example, a perfect example of the classic Italian Gran Turismo car. But then, yeah, because, okay, we have also Ferrari, just to stay in the Italian area, that, okay, has his story, like with the 550, 575 Maranello, then there was the... 612... 600, no. No, the 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 five uh, the five nine nine. The five nine nine. Because the six one six twelve was a little bit more softer, like <laughs> the famous. Yeah, but <laughs> the, the five nine nine was not a proper Gran Turismo because it's more more a sports car, more a supercar um, instead of a Gran Turismo. The Gran Turismo has to be more. Hmm. Uh, you know, more soft, more calm, more comfortable, more relaxed. The F12 and the 812 super fast, you will put under supercar territory. 
more than yeah probably yes because uh, especially the the f12 and the uh, a812 they are quite uh, mm, quite fast <laughs> yeah quite fast <laughs> yeah quite fast yeah. mad and uh, they have a, pff, a lot of horsepower and they can be calm and relaxed but they are mm-hmm. they have also the numbers for be a supercar yeah uh, probably is a uh, more relaxed but not too too much mm-hmm. the the portofino is this more than but the, the portofino is not convertible can be also convertible but is uh ah it's like a is more ah i'm i'm losing like which is in the end of the day the difference between the roma and the portofino <laughs> oh well the portofino <sighs> is uh more compact is the entry level of uh, the ferrari the ferrari segment and the mm. roma the roma they They bring back the the classic lines of the GT of the 60s. And what do you think so about about the Roma? I like it. I at the beginning I was really disliking it, but uh, after a while I start to really like it. I only hated the central display because it looks cheap, but for the rest I'm really hoping to see one soon because uh, it's very clean. I like clean lines, so why not? When you pass the first phase of adapting to the new design language, for me, it's it's very nice. I agree with you, but then, uh, I don't know, the front grille disturbs <laughs> me a lot. It depends in which color you are looking at. Like, some colors fits better than others. And probably... Mm. probably there is, a, a, like there is a sort of a weird connection between the headlights design, so the... Uh, and then the grill. There is a, uh, there is a angle. Nah, is that... There is the cut line there. I don't I, know. I, um, the one that makes me uncomfortable, let me say, is the cut line of the two component. It's there, so it's like... Ugh. But it's... More small details, like yeah, it, okay, okay, it's a it's a detail, it's champagne a detail for sure. problem, um, <laughs> like you know, first world problem. Yeah. Oh, I don't like yeah. the cut line in my Ferrari. Oh. <laughs> well, I would like to complain about uh, Maserati, but we are waiting a GT from Maserati. <laughs> yeah, okay, come on, and the the Gran Turismo, the Maserati Gran Turismo, when uh, pops out, was astonishing. Yes, yes. It, it's a super gorgeous, good-looking car, but then it's quite old now. <laughs> come on, guys, we need we need a new Gran Turismo. Uh, you did the MC20, and uh, it's a yeah, but the Alfieri was gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Guys, you did the Alfieri. Why? Why? We we need another Alfieri. But a production car, not a concept. Production car, not a concept. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. But we will see. We will see. Maybe Maserati have some, uh, you know, surprise. Surprise. Electric surprise, probably. No. No. Yeah. At least hybrid, guys. At least hybrid. Come on. I'm not. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to see a completely, completely electric Maserati. But I, I'm afraid that uh, no, without sound. Oh no, no, no! I can't imagine a Maserati without the gorgeous sound because it's probably one of the best feature. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to another country. So, uh, what about uh, Germany? Germany? Okay, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, Mercedes, for example, Uh, the SL. SLR McLaren. Oh, I love that car. When it pops out, uh, I was amazed. I was amazed, especially for one particular detail, the side exhaust. Oh, 
Yeah, not a lot of people can, no, can do it in Europe. No. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, this car was the only one that was allowed to have the side exhaust yeah. in Europe. They were the only one. Also, like the Viper that I love, they were forced to put the exhaust in the rear at the beginning, like the first generation Viper. Mm -hmm. When it was commercialized in Europe, they had to put the exhaust back to the rear, and it was so sad because it's made to have the side exhaust. Ah, fuck. But, you know, yeah, European law. <laughs> Mercedes uh, did it properly because they put the side exhaust before the door. Mm, so you, you will not get burned. Yeah, they are able to allow and to, yeah, to pass the regulation for yeah. that. I burned my leg with the Viper, I have to say. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, I remember another gorgeous car. Mm, the SLS AMG, for sure, remembers a lot the Mercedes uh, 300 SLS sell for the yeah. doors. probably it was the was the one that was most connected to the first uh, 300 sl yeah. that one the sls and now it's aging a little bit because it's quite um, uh, like a strong design it was not so soft so in my mm. opinion aged uh, not that well but impressively the value mm -hmm. uh, remains uh, super high like i was not expecting to see that high value in the used market let me say because the sl ah, they are going cheaper and cheaper and cheaper but the sls uh, just stayed very high higher than uh, amg gt that it's the newer one and maybe it's a little bit lower level mm -hmm. with the power etc but still it's ah but i love the amg gt <laughs> I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, like, uh, nailed it, know. guys. This is a property. Yeah, yeah but you know what? Uh, probably it's an unpopular opinion. Um, yeah. But uh, I still love the SLS MG. Um, okay, the MG GT is prettier. It has a newer technologies. It's newer. <laughs> it, 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 there's nothing. <laughs> there is nothing. Uh, but it, there is. Yeah, that's the point. There is nothing that special. It's just a uh, uh, more refined and the, the design is more in line with the time. That's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, the MGGT is super pretty, but then. Yeah, and that's it. The SLS mm. still has something that is feeling more interesting. Maybe the design is a little bit odder, yeah. but then uh, it's sticking it's, it's my yeah, mind, it was, the SLS MG. Yeah, it was more peculiar, yeah, probably. It's more unique, like the mm. SLR McLaren, for example. The SLR McLaren, for yeah, me, as well. is, wow, <laughs> is a, one of the masterpieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the thing that uh, this uh, absolutely immense bonnet... It's like not, no end with the bonnet. I love, I love the film. Yeah. We forgot to mention uh, in our Christmas special the, the Barquetta version, the Stirling Moss. <laughs> that yeah, one. you're right. Uh, uh, we this, saw this that in uh, Mille Miglia and was... Uh, one of the... Very scary. No, no I, we, we saw two of them. At, at least I saw two of them. Yeah, there was uh, a couple, I, I think... A quite quite a rare car as well. <laughs> yeah, two of the seventy-seven of that seventy-seven, yeah. no, or eighty, at least less than than one uh, one hundred yeah. uh, ex exemplar. <laughs> yeah, 
Anyway, yeah. in Germany, we have also the competitor of Mercedes, that is BMW, that probably they are more uh, cool sedan almost, but, you know, the 6 Series and the new 8 Series, they are proper Grand Tourer if you have the two-door configuration. The proportion of those cars are amazing and uh, nice looking, probably, yeah, less powerful, ah, but still still nice <laughs> let's say probably probably bmw have more normal uh, kind of yeah. uh, uh, cars for sure we have the m series for having more power but then yeah probably less special but then it's still uh, a good and proper uh, gt cars so it's good to mm. mention okay we like a lot italian car but i think uh, <laughs> We also like a lot British car. I don't want to start with the Jaguar F-Type, but it's really, like, lovely. Uh, the same feeling I had with the AMG GT I had with the F-Type, but the F-Type aged better, in my opinion, almost. Like, uh, if I have uh, 25,000 euros to spend tomorrow for buying a, a car in that segment, I will go for it. Especially the coupe version with the two central exhaust with the V6 is just uh, perfect, perfect. I agree with the manual gearbox, <laughs> but it's a super yeah. rare to find the manual gearbox on the F-Type, especially mm, yeah. in the first gen. There was a couple on sale. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for it uh, uh, <laughs> during these holidays. Just you are to targeting dream. them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can, I can understand. It. But also, if we can go higher, let's quote, yeah. for example, Aston. With uh, it has a, <laughs> probably all the Astons yeah. are old GT, uh, starting from the yes, yes, for the DB5, and then go on. Uh, remember, in the last uh, all the DB, all the DB. <laughs> let's say so, the Vanquish, and then the DB9, DB12 Vantage, DB12 Vantage, and then the DB11, the newer one. Mm -hmm. When it came out, the DB11, I was a little bit worried about uh, mm -hmm. the new design, in particular the, the, the choice of the details, because um, apart the details, it is... Uh, absolutely an Aston Martin yeah but then they change uh, something for for example the design of the outer contour of the headlights in the front headlights yeah and the grill and some uh, air outlets a lot of people love the DB11 I like it less than the DB9 and the rest like in my opinion it will age worse than the DB9 for example yeah mm. like there are too many small things that, bah, for me, it's almost over-designed, but it's just an opinion, a personal opinion. Mm. Like, the, the Superleggera is gorgeous, look like a really, it want to eat you alive. Yeah, but in that side, is more, the Superleggera version is a little bit more classic in some sort. Yeah. So... It's an easy win mm -hmm. for some way. Yeah, I know. I I I know another easy win, like Come called one seventy seven. I I remember you were loving that car when yeah, when we I, were starting. I, I don't agree because the the one seventy seven is super peculiar. It's super unique. It has a especially the the exterior 
because the interior is a, is a DB9 interior with some cool features. It's more mm-hmm. relaxed with all these um, very smooth forms uh, and volumes. But then the exterior has some super cool details. All the real part is one piece, for example. And it was the first Aston Martin to use the connected headlight mm-hmm. in the rear. So super, 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 super cool. So, in short, I don't agree with you that is an, an easy win. Yeah. Was brave? Well, it was it was brave because it it uses some uh, odd details, mm-hmm. let's say. The same thing that happened with the DB11, but then the DB11, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> mm. For example, the C-pillar that uh, ends before reaching the belt line. Yeah. It's a cool thing, but not to... This is a personal opinion, listeners. Yeah. I know that that is a cool feature using it with the two-tone colors, but then it looks odd. I prefer with one color, and then you can see the C feeling, yeah, let's, but, let's and, say. And also it's a feature that we are using in a cheaper car, usually, like high level car usually they do not need this kind of trick to make the car look cooler or fancy yeah at least uh, you are like a proper super eccentric car brand but usually an aston client is more subtle more low profile and cool not uh, Mm. crazy (laughs) yeah but for another one that uh, came in our segment because Bentley, they used to make mostly big, fat sedan, luxury sedan, but when they mm-hmm. arrived with the Continental GT, they entered in the space, and uh, a part that is a car for football player, <laughs> for the rest, <laughs> I really like it. Like Also, the interior is like... Mm, I like it a lot. It's quite heavy-looking, but the recent generations are getting better and better. Like, the last one... I love it. Uh, it's another car that really stands out. And the interior as well. Uh, probably Bentley as my favorite interior overall. Like, definitely. <laughs> Leather, aluminum or wood. I would take aluminum because, yeah. But maybe with some two-tone uh, leather. Like red or blue interior. I don't know, something weird. Yeah, I, I can agree with you because uh, I I like the Bentley brand. I like what it represents uh, and uh, I would like to see probably a more sporty car. Mm. Uh, the Continental GT is uh, for sure a super Gran Turismo with uh, high specs, but then I I would prefer something something more. Something uh, that is uh, lighter, something that is uh, nimbler, something that is sportier than uh, the Continental GT. <laughs> and I agree with you, the thing that uh, in the years uh, the Continental GT uh, model improved and improved every, uh, every new model. The only thing that I don't like in this particular mm. one, the newer one, is the... Uh, the Chalender Grand Me effect of the headlights. So it remembers <laughs> me something very, very old. I, yeah. it's, it's quite, uh, that it's a little bit posh, like, oh, I'm cool. Yeah, that is a, pff, 
<laughs> but you know this is a, this is too much probably it's a royalty that, it remembers style. me also yeah it's remember me also a very old fashioned uh, uh, glass yes yes so yes. very very thick uh, with all these uh, diagonal and uh, yeah, diamond shape you know, uh, I don't know. Fits, fits well in a British uh, big house in the middle of the countryside like I will not see high tech uh, BMW style uh, headlamp I don't know. This is my feeling. Well, those are all front engine tube or two plus two car. But yeah, it's sad to not mention the 911 or the R8 because probably they are also in this category super perfect car, especially the 911. But uh, yeah, the typical Gran Turismo has the configuration of a front engine, rear wheel drive, two plus two or two seats. So I don't know if we should put or not those cars. <laughs> like they are maybe more on the sport side. Well, I think that the 911 is the um, exception that makes the rule mm. because uh, yeah. it has uh, everything that uh, you need for going relaxed, but also yeah. for going very fast if you want and it's two plus two it's uh, <laughs> yeah it's more two seater because uh, yeah it's ridiculously yeah you can put two kids behind yeah two kids two kids with no kids. legs but uh, okay maybe maybe two yeah. two more are, if they are young yeah <laughs> maybe two more luggage is uh, quite useful yeah. these uh, two seater for the luggage anyway yeah the 911 probably is the perfect compromise uh, for having a very good GT sports car with uh, it's worth the money and that's why probably is the best car I don't uh, it's sad because it's too perfect it's <laughs> like I don't I'm not a huge fan historically of the 911 because it's too perfect I want something more stupid and this <laughs> is so rational choice you can't go wrong it's like I have nothing to say against. The more I'm aging, the more I'm understanding why everyone's go for it. It's the easy choice. If you have that kind of money, of sure. Like, not if you are looking for a panda. <laughs> <laughs> but, you yeah. know, I will go for a 911 yeah. someday. I will go for my Gran Turismo, the Morgan three-wheeler. Again? No. Come on! No. It's not a GT, no, the no, two-wheeler. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding but actually Morgan was making the cool uh, Aero 8 some years ago that was uh, a more luxury version of the Plus 6 and it was very cool with the Lancia Tesis <laughs> rear lamp uh, oh, <laughs> but, ah yeah I remember yeah the one a little bit that was weird looking but uh, also that car like the uh, SLS in my opinion, is aging better than I was expecting. It's like an icon, so I like it. Yeah, probably from my perspective, is too weird. <laughs> but then, uh, okay, okay, it's an it's an icon. You want a 911? I want something weird, so I will go for the Morgan. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But uh, for sure, the Aero 8, uh, you will never forget that kind of car because it's it's too too unique. Yeah, I really can see ourselves in some years cruising around the mountain and then in the countryside in the hills with our Gran Turismos 
than eating in some nice restaurant. Maybe, I don't know, I, I want now Tigella and Gnocco Frito in the Modena area. I don't know why, but yeah. And then drinking some Lambrusco and just relaxing. Ah, you know what? I'm feeling a bit thirsty right now. And, and I didn't touch any water <laughs> during the holidays. So always wine and Prosecco uh, and, uh, and yeah, cool stuff, cool stuff. We should keep ourselves uh, in the good rhythm and meet at the bar part. Okay, we are at our bar spot and I'm drinking a cup of tea because I don't need <laughs> any more alcohol for now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know what? Uh, we start with uh, McLaren because for the F1 new season, the 2021 season, yep. uh, probably they have to redesign uh, a lot of components mm -hmm. of their car because they have to put a Mercedes power unit inside. Not bad. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Probably they will go faster and we will see some very interesting battle for Daniel Ricciardo and Dando Norris. So. Stay tuned, guys. Yeah, that seems very cool. I also saw the um, teaser of the new Aston F1 team that was proper British racing green color with a yellow line. Really looking forward to see the, the car itself. Yeah, it's, uh, let's say, design a livery for Aston Martin is quite easy. And yeah. it, will, it will be always super cool because yeah. uh, it is the mm, yeah the classic british livery yes, yes and it's for sure cool and uh, yeah. none have to complain about this and uh, coming back to mclaren the, this is uh, a very interesting and hard uh, challenge for them because uh, most of the teams, especially Mercedes, because they still have the most competitive uh, uh, car, and yeah. they have only to, yeah, apart Ferrari, because Ferrari have to mm -hmm. redesign also the car because it's completely uh, not competitive. Yeah. yeah, it's a disaster. It's not well born, let's say. And um, McLaren have to do the same thing because of the new engine unit. And, uh, well, as I said before, we will see. We will see if they manage to design a super proper competitive car. I'm looking forward. And we'll battle with Red Bull and Mercedes. I will. I really hope. Just to see more movement. Just to see more, yeah. <laughs> more, more battles. Not uh, always Hamilton, 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 Hamilton. Verstappen, Hamilton, 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 <laughs> Bottas, Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, make me interested in the new season, please. We will see, the chances are quite good, but uh, changing now a little bit category, you know, there is super big news yep. about uh, the Le Mans race, because... Uh, Porsche will join the 2023 edition of the 24 Hour of Le Mans, so Porsche will come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then Toyota nice. will have a super hard opponent this time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, 
But uh, Porsche will uh, join in not the LMP1 category, but uh, in the uh, new category, the LMDH, so the category for the hypercars. For instance, the category where had to participate the Aston Martin Valkyrie, but Mm -hmm. then Aston Martin decided not to develop anymore the prototype for the race. Oh, that was too sad, too sad. And then uh, Porsche, yeah, will join. In some sort, uh, with this new category, is super cool because it remembers me more and more the um, the sixties edition yes. of the Le Mans race <laughs> when yeah. when prototype taken developed for race, but then you can you can go on the road with that cars. So yeah, uh, uh, they are based on road legal cars, so you have to make. It the road legal version of that uh, prototype so it's fucking cool like I love it we, we will see yeah you will see Porsche and uh, Toyota competing each other with the mm-hmm. uh, I think the, there is there will be also Glickenhaus with some car but they are not very beautiful <laughs> well okay but it's a race car so they have yeah. they have to be uh, winner yeah they have to win <laughs> they have to win they have to, they have to win <laughs> so all the thing that is necessary and uh, if the shape uh, is designed for reach the goal so it's uh, it's okay in this way yeah. but then if this is a super super cool thing if design can go also in the same level with the with the technical goal this is a super mm-hmm. super cool thing yes. so we we will see yeah we will see as happened uh, with uh, the 917k for example this is mm-hmm. super super yeah. super good iconic uh, beautiful There's also the ferrari p3 slash 4 oh yes oh yes. another one the 330 yeah yeah 60s and 70s car they were astonishing we will do maybe an episode once <laughs> yeah probably it's a good idea to dedicate a specific episode only for super cool well, race cars. we have all the 2021 in front of us to make a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah. And post a lot of things in our Instagram. So follow us. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, I think it's now time to summarize a bit. Uh, we yeah. talked uh, a lot of cool stuff, uh, starting from the breaking news about the technology behind the C-Singer and uh, the Tuatara and also the sad news about the SUV from Ferraris. But uh, we will see. Maybe they will they will make something cool like the Singer. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they will will be able to manage a super cool design also with the SUV proportion. Let's see. Then we talk about the Grand Tour, the GT cars, and then end with the passport regarding the big changes that have to face McLaren with the new engine unit from Mercedes and then with the super cool news about Porsche and 24 Hour of Le Mans. Okay, so guys, uh, this was uh, the first episode of the 2021 and uh, as always, it was a super good pleasure. Until next time, take care, goodbye. Bye-bye.